Good evening, everybody. It is 8.55 p.m. Central Standard Time in Southwest Arkansas. This is Angela from Recovery Tools and Challenges Podcast. I know it's been a minute since I've been on here, and I've been under the weather with my teeth have been infected all the way up into my sinus cavities and it's been really rough on me. I actually did have to miss a few days of work. I actually just went back today after missing um, two to three days. I done forgot. I am on antibiotics. Um, I couldn't go see my doctor because I am only on Medicaid, so I am having to shop for insurance so I can have my regular doctor. Other than that, I'm good. Um, I did learn a new position at work. As most of you know, I'm executive housekeeper slash housekeeper slash laundry attendant attendant slash porter now slash breakfast attendant I'm learning how to do breakfast this weekend just so I can train a new girl but that's another step in the hotel industry that I did not know that I was very curious on learning and decided to go ahead and me and my manager to take this route too that way when we're short-handed, I can pick up that shift and still have my <coughs> housekeeping executive position after the breakfast shift. Today, we're going to talk about life after relapse and seven ways to stay sober. I know being in recovery is very hard. It's an everyday process. It's, um, it's very hard sometimes. I'm working on, um, four years and eight months. On my birthday, March 2nd, it will be four years and eight months. And, you know, I have ups, downs, good days, bad days. My life's not perfect. And I'm in numerous recovery groups on Facebook, and... I just, there's just so much I want to do and share with the world. And relapse is always one of the biggest topics in recovery. And so that's why I did this article. Facing the fallout of a relapse can feel devastating for a person in recovery from addiction But, it's important to know that you haven't failed, and there is life after relapse. In truth, setback areas, setbacks are a normal part of recovery, and it's certainly not a reason to throw away all of the hard work that went into getting sober. Some people 
will quit drinking alcohol on their own without getting proper treatment or going to meetings that offer support from others in recovery. This can lead to dry drunk syndrome where people stop drinking but still have many of the symptoms or difficulties associated with addiction including relapse. The most effective response to relapse is to acknowledge it without any guilt or shame and then set your sights on getting back to the work of recovery. That might sound, that might sound like it's easier said than done, but here's something to consider. You're not the first, nor will you be the last person that has ever relapsed. It is common in recovery. Relapse Rate Study An eight-year study on abstinence found that only about a third of people who are sober for less than a year will remain sober. After a year of abstinence, that number improves to less than half the people battling relapse. After five years of sobriety, less than 15% of people relapse. So time is on the side of those who find ways to overcome their triggers and cravings even after a relapse. Addiction is a product of deep learning, Mark Lewis writes in his book, The Biology of Desire. Compulsively engaging in addictive behaviors actually creates changes in narrow pathways of the brain. It affects the way we think and feel. With recovery, though, the brain's chemistry starts to rebalance, and as time passes, the likelihood of relapse decreases with each subsequent year of sobriety. The message here is don't give up. Keep going. There is life after relapse. And here are seven ways to stay sober and improve life after relapse. Number one, get help or find compassionate and understanding support. Finding compassionate and understanding support might mean returning to the safety of inpatient treatment or going to an outpatient program that meets your specific needs. There are are also a variety of support groups like AA, NA, Smart Recovery, or other other organizations focused on recovery from addiction. Number two, learn to overcome addiction triggers. An addiction trigger is a physical or psychological switch that goes off when a person is reminded of the high associated with substance abuse. A trigger can be an environment like running around with old drinking friends, 
or seeing a once-favorite bar. Physical withdrawal from alcohol or drugs can also trigger the body, body's desire for the high. Even emotional, emotional turmoil, stress, and anxiety can trigger a person's longing for escape and substance abuse. Learning to cope with overcoming addiction triggers and is an incredibly effective tool in preventing further relapse. Triggers are inevitable. Knowing they are coming and understanding how to handle them is the key to successfully managing them. Number three, find a purpose or new career life after relapse. People in recovery are often rebuilding their life, which is a noble and worthwhile effort. Cultivating a new purpose, passion, or even starting a new career can be immensely satisfying and meaningful for your recovery. This might mean taking up a new hobby, adopting a pet, or even returning to school to train for something you've always dreamed of doing. Alternately, others in recovery might find that their job and the stress that comes with it is a trigger that makes sobriety needlessly difficult. In that case, Looking for low-stress jobs can offer a more balanced journey in recovery. Number four, don't panic. Find ways to increase dopamine levels. Dopamine is a power neurotransmitter in the brain that's associated with feelings of pleasure and pain reduction. In early recovery, many people lack sufficient dopamine because of addiction-related imbalances in their brain's chemistry, which can make it difficult to feel joy and pleasure. However, that's temporary, and it's the body and mind heal. Knowing how to incorporate natural ways to increase dopamine levels becomes very important. This might sound complex, but it's actually as simple as maintaining a healthy diet, exercising regularly, spending time with loved ones, being in nature, and laughing with friends. Number five. Learn how to increase serotonin levels. Another chemical messenger or neurotransmitter, serotonin is similar to dopamine in that it's associated with good mental health, well-being, and mood. While serotonin ends up in the brain, 90% of serotonin receptors are located in the intestines GI tract and gut.
In recovery, learning how to feel good and experience joy and satisfaction without alcohol or drugs is a top priority. So knowing how to increase serotonin levels naturally by simply developing healthy habits is vital. Number six, meditation and mindfulness help focus your life after relapse. Learning how to quiet the mind, keep focus on the immediate moment, and not engaging with passing urges or negative patterns of thought is a powerful tool in recovery and for your life after relapse. Practicing meditation and mindfulness has shown to be one of the best ways to lower cortisol, naturally sometimes referred to as a stress hormone, and actually increase the body's production of dopamine and serotonin. These techniques take regular practice, but the rewards are invaluable. People who regularly practice mindfulness and meditation are able to stay calm, present, and centered, even during adversity. <coughs> Number seven. This one sounds simple, but many people have irregular sleep schedules or difficulty sleeping, especially in early recovering. Sometimes as a result of mental health issues like depression or anxiety, and a constantly ruminating brain can be de detrimental to proper sleep. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Along with a healthy diet and regular exercise, proper sleep is one of the three pillars of good health and well-being. It may take a little while, but practicing good sleep, hygiene by doing things like going to bed and waking up at the same time every single day can work wonders. This routine helps balance the body's circadian rhythms and provides more restful and regenerative slumber. For those in recovery, staying sober can be difficult, but things often get easier with time. A slip-up is just a temporary setback and not a complete failure. Learning that there is life after relapse and using some of these tips to staying sober are excellent ways for getting back on track and staying there. The reason I did this, this one really in particular, is because someone very special to me, well, two, well, one's already been in recovery, but she's newly back in recovery, and then this other person very special to me is new in recovery, and, and I know... And I go back to December 27th, 2018, when I decided, 
well, when Columbia County actually decided, the law here decided that uh, removed me from the place I was at because of a domestic violence situation which involved a loaded gun. And um, so I was removed from the premises um, and taken to the homeless shelter. And that was on uh, December, um, I think it was December, well, I know December 27th, I put down everything, cigarettes, pills, I was doing everything, because that was still, um, my husband's death was still a fresh wound, because, you know, he passed away October of 2018, and I went off the deep end. And, um, with drinking pills, um, lots and lots of methamphetamines, and I was doing a deadly combination of all this mixtures, and, um, I don't know, I had two people that really worked to get me into a kiln-free house for women. And I think it was like January 2nd when I went up there. And I was in addiction from the time I was 16 to the time I was what, 38 years old. I never turned myself into a rehab, never went to jail, I never had to really deal with getting sober and staying that, but I knew I was so tired, beyond tired, and every situation I got into was worse and worse each time where actually I don't really know how in some of those instances I made it out alive. Yes, I do. My higher power was with me the whole time, I know. But I'll never forget the feelings I had at the beginning of my recovery. I was scared. I was terrified, but I was bound and determined and gung-ho, and those who knew me in Hot Springs, Arkansas, who follow me on Facebook still, um, will tell you, I was gung-ho. I was bound and determined. I walked everywhere for the first six months. Um, I did not want to go down that road again of, uh, addiction. I wanted and yearned for recovery. I stayed in recovery work. I had a sponsor who was younger than me at the time and was the most amazing first sponsor I could have ever had. God placed certain people in my life now, at certain times in my life, especially in my journey and recovery that, wow, words can't even express 
And I know that without a shadow of a doubt, between all the four years that I've been in recovery and eight months almost, I have people now that I know love me. I know I wished and we didn't, I don't know. I had to go to another town to find the recovery I needed, if that makes sense. And I wish I had done it so much sooner than what I had done it. Because I did, I went through many, many numerous relapses. I mean, I get clean, my husband get clean, we'd say clean six months, nine months, and relapse. So I know why I did this one, because this one was really important, especially for those who, who don't think there is life after relapse. Trust me, there is. Don't let it take 20 or 30 times like it took me to find out. It don't have to be that hard. There is recovery. There is people out there. You just got to know who to ask, where to ask. Ask, ask. They can't take your birthday away for asking. And you can't get the proper help without asking. And <clears throat> so I'm just going to get ready for bed. Um, but I was really, really wanting to get this one done. And I have done the last day I worked on this podcast was February 6th. So y'all know I have been feeling bad if I've let it go that long. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this podcast, um, Life After Relapse and Seven Ways to Stay Sober. Please remember me, Angela Dowling, on Facebook. And also, um, a shout out to my friend and her recovery group that I am admin in, um, Stat Boyd. And um, her group is hashtag was a addict. And please check that group out. Join us. And give us some ideals of another topic or what, um, something you like to discuss or, you know, let's get to know each other. I'm Angela. I'm 44, fixed to be 45 years old. Um, my claim date is July 2nd, 2019. I am very grateful, grateful for that. Because it took me many, many years to get where I'm at today. I hope everyone has a great day, night, wherever, whatever you may be doing. Thank you for supporting me. And thank you for listening to me on Recovery Tools and Challenges.